What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Americans Abroad podcast. Uh, sort of a, a week late, it seems like. We skipped last week. Uh, Cole was a little bit under the weather with the flu, and uh, so we figured he needed to rest up uh, before we came back. So we are here this week. It is the week before Christmas, and let me go ahead and say that we will not have a podcast next week, uh, Christmas week. We will not be doing one. And um, is that correct? Am I right in saying that? Maybe we'll um, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do our year end one next week. Let's do it at the weekend, and we'll drop it next week because the next week I uh, obviously right. won't be able to. Yeah, we'll do okay. We so. will we'll release our year end podcast next week, and then after that, though, Cole will be on his honeymoon. And so, so we'll have a week off after that. I, I cannot believe he will not podcast from his honeymoon, but. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, if anything crazy happens. Yeah, I doubt. I don't think anything. You'll miss uh, Boxing Day. We'll miss that. But yeah, um, but we'll yeah we'll do our weekend or our year end recap. We'll drop next week, and then we'll have a week off after that. So, all right, well, let's and just then jump we'll be back to start the new year. Start the new year, twenty twenty four, which will be a really busy year. Uh, Copa America, Gold Cup, everything else going on then. Um, but without further ado, let's just jump into what did we miss? We're really looking at really a, a couple of weekends since we missed the week before. Um, right. Highlights. Let's start. Uh, what you got for us? What do you got? Anything good, bad, and ugly that you saw? Yeah. So I'll do. My good, bad, and ugly is for this past week, but we can talk about some stuff that happened the week before as well. Um, But um, my, I'll start with my good. My good was Emmanuel Sabi Uh, had two goals for uh, Le Havre in in League One in France. Two, one of them really nice. One was more of a tap in. One um, was a really brilliant goal. They're playing. I think they're playing Rims. I think who's like the one of the best teams in France right now. Um, and so two goals for him. He's played like kind of scattered throughout the season. He plays some, doesn't play some. Hey, for people but, who don't um, know anything about him, tell us more about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is uh, a winger, second forward, basically. He plays in France for Le Havre. Le Havre? I'm not sure how you say it. Le Havre. <laughs> the French um, But he, he, um, he's 25. Um, he was playing, I believe, in Denmark before he moved this year to League, League One. And so... Um, he yeah, he's kind of his first season there. He's played here and there, not tons. Um, but two goals, which was fun. He um has gotten one cap for the US, I believe. Um, I think a January camp. And so, um, but he has played throughout our youth team. I think he played pretty heavily for the U twenties. Um, and so he is eligible 
or I believe he was eligible for maybe like Ghana and Italy, but I think he's capped tight at this point because of his youth appearances and his appearance uh this past year for the US. Okay. Um but yeah, so it was um if you haven't seen it, the second goal was really nice. He kind of took a, a long ball he took down and just put it in the top corner on a cutback. Um so Sweet. that's my yeah, that's, that's my good. Um, my bad, I will go with my bad. Um, well, we can just talk about this game, but PSV, AZ, uh, Georgie Mihailovic got pulled at the 35 minute mark after they were down 3-0 to PSV. Um, to be fair, he was getting, now he was getting a lot of crap on social media from people who like, oh, he's, you know. Time for him to go back to MLS, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you probably haven't watched him at all this year. It's you just like, see, he, he hasn't, he didn't play much the first two months and then he has a bad performance. And so people are like, he can't cut it. But to be fair, the past two months, he's like started starting regularly for yeah, them. He's, been he's become a regular player. And so he's doing fine. I mean, he's probably never going to be a, a mainstay with the national team in terms of like, he's never going to be a regular player for us. But he's doing fine. the The criticism was was ridiculous, but um, it was a rough, rough day for for Azed. I mean, PSV was just they just torched him. PSV's good. It was, uh, yeah. The uh, Malik Tillman won the first penalty about five minutes in, um, and honestly, it was just hustle getting to a ball towards the end line that a defender kind of put out a kick kick out i think might have been the goalie actually um just kind of with a kick out and tripped him penalty five minutes in they're up 1-0 and then they scored again quickly and then dest scored about 10 minutes later on a tillman pass and so and then they ended up i think it ended up being 4-0 but they just they just cruised but yeah azed made a about three changes at the 35 minute mark when it was 3-0. They kind of just totally changed the game. Uh to, I think just kind of shut things down. <laughs> but PSV is just on another level right now. They still perfect. They have a like a 50 goal difference already. They haven't lost or drawn in the league. Let me see the table real quick. It's pretty Crazy. How far ahead are they now? They're 10 points ahead of Feyenoord through 16 games. Um, nice. So Feyenoord's having a good season, but they, um, yeah, they have a goal difference of 50. 48 wow. points, 16 wow. wins out of 16 matches. Let's proceed. While we're talking about PSB, might as well talk about them since you brought them up. Um. They are. You had Des that scored, scored his first goal for them. Uh, that was good. Um, I saw where they're trying to make the loan deals for Dest and Tillman permanent. Yeah. They're so going to they purchase them. There. I saw. And I also just read that Ricky Ledesma will be there in January. Yeah, he. Um, He's been on loan. I think he. He, but he used to. He's on yeah, their books. He's on like their he's books. Been, and he's been on loan away, so he will be yeah, coming he played, back. 
Because I know he played a decent bit for Young PSV, like their second division team right. in the division below. And so um, he definitely has experience playing at least. Um, I would be surprised if he – yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'd, I'd be surprised if he gets a ton of playing time. They're pretty good. But they got a lot of games. Yeah, they got so, a lot of games. Clear- so, yeah, they're in the in the Champions League. Um, they'll still have the so in fact, Dutch Champions Cup, League. They'll be playing uh, Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. After, let me get my ugly, and then we'll okay. go back around and we'll, let's go through the Champions League draw. Okay. Talk about that for a minute. Um, my ugly, I um. Oh, I got to find... Hold on, I got to make sure I know where this was. You're ugly. No, I have my ugly. So my ugly is basically... uh, I don't know if you've seen this video. It was about a week ago. A team in a game in Turkey where the owner or president of the club punched the ref at the end of the game yes, on the field. I and then saw they started, that. Was like, that not crazy? They, they ended up in they the hospital. They basically attacked him on the field. Yeah, they basically attacked him on the field, punched him, started kicking him on the ground. Um, I mean, it was so ridiculous. It's almost one of those things where, like, that guy should never have a role in in football again. Like, he should be barred from having any role in in the sport, I think, if you do something like that. That's so ridiculous to attack an official on the field and put him in the hospital that I'm I almost think, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to 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 be involved in the sport anymore after that. Personally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know it's the, just I mean it's just ridiculous. That that is something that ought to get you banned for life. So uh, hopefully I haven't even heard what have you heard have they done? I know he's He got arrested, I know. <laughs> yeah, not often so... you see a coach get arrested. <laughs> Which is something. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what the long term things are for him, but he did get arrested. Um, so, but let's go here through the. Oh, well, actually, do you want to do yours, or do you just want to go in the championship? I really have. my good. My good would be it was really fun seeing Death score, and my bad being golly, yeah. Matt Turner was. You know when basically oh, the the your manager <laughs> calls you out for really just saying that is something that cannot be, but then the manager got fired right after that. So that's true. You know, uh, no telling what the new one's going to do or where he's going to go, but you know, it was like, it was just one of those things where it was just sort of compounded. He, you know, if you saw it made a really a bad clearance threw the ball right to opposition. And then the guy just, he just let the guy come in and just kicked it basically right through him. Yeah, he uh, kicked it. It was like a clearance with his feet, wasn't it? He was trying. No, to it was a throw. Thing. It was a throw. Oh, it was a throw. Okay. Yeah. He had a couple, He had earlier in the game had a bad clearance right to a defender. Yeah. He's his distribution has always been something he's been knocked for, but they really. Yeah, when but you when you're not when stopping you do that, shots, and then, you, and then you don't stop shots. It's yeah, it's one thing if you make a mistake a, and you you cover yourself by blocking the shot, but when you make the mistake that leads directly to the goal. Not a good day for you. Yeah, it's also. I thought I was a little sad. Nottingham fired Steve Cooper. I 
you know, I, I'm always, he really brought them up and got them to help get them to the premier league, kept them there. The fans love him. I think the fans were really upset and pretty disappointed that he got fired. They were definitely disappointed that they fired Nuno, um, or that they hired Nuno, they hired uh, Nuno. Yeah. as, as the replacement who formerly at Wolves and Tottenham, but, um, I, I hate, you know, there's no loyalty and obviously in this kind of business anymore, but you do hate when to see a legend at a club like that, when they're not even in the relegation zone, it's, but they've obviously had some bad results, but yeah. I, 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 it was sad. It was sad when a guy who the club really loves, you know, yeah, and especially when, like that. you know, it's not like you look at the team you've got and it's it would be hard to compete with that team, at least on to, to think that they would be anywhere with the team that they have, that they would be anywhere much higher up the table. Um, yeah, they've really, I mean, they've really been transformed since he took over the club when they're in the championship. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know. Anyway, um. Yeah, but really bad for Matt. I, it'll be interesting to see what, who the new coach, who Nuno goes with. If, you know, in some I mean, ways it's telling. sort of good. It's a clean slate in some regard. Right. Both of both your keepers have played bad. Uh, maybe it'll be Horvath's yeah. turn to come in. And well, uh, he's gonna have to get on the roster first. Well, I understand that, but it's almost Christmas, and so I maybe think so. You know, he maybe he'll be back up there for January. We'll see. That's true. Well, let's go through some of these Champions League games. It's an interesting draw because I think that you had some interesting teams advance from the group stage that teams that I think are really good, but maybe they don't have always the powerhouse name you would associate with the knockout stages of the Champions League. But I think that, I think underneath you do have some really talented teams. Um, But uh Copenhagen Man City uh people always obviously joking about Man City getting an easy draw I do think Copenhagen is a lot better than the Copenhagen of other years in the Champions League who would be fodder in their group stage but that'll be a tall task for them yeah it'd be uh, interesting to see if Manchester struggles I guess you say struggles they're what yeah. in fourth in the Premier League but they have given up I mean they were up 2-0 the other day and you know and, yeah ended up being tied by Crystal Palace. So uh, it would not Copenhagen's not an easy place to go either. I think right. it'll be a really hard away leg. I, I still expect Man City, City to the group. Right now it's the Man City's the odds on favorite to win the Champions League again. In fact, I Which, think they said it's the highest they've been uh rated to win. I mean, last year was the only year they were rated higher on their chances to win. And I don't know who else I'd put my money on. Maybe Madrid. They just got the Champions League swagger, kind of, that you never yeah, doubt do. them in a Champions well, League. Do. But, but I mean, City, I'd still say I, I, there's not a better team. So, um, then you have Madrid, RB Leipzig, which I actually think is a – RB Leipzig's a pretty good team. Um I think it'll be definitely. I think Madrid will. I think Madrid ought to move on by that one. But but Leipzig's a little bit of a tricky matchup. One that I'm really interested in is this PSG Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad's yeah. not an easy team to beat. They top their group. 
Yeah, there. well, Play PSG some really good second. football. Yeah, and so I no part of me will be surprised if Real Sociedad gives them real problems in that fixture. I would not be surprised at all if that had some drama and you might even see a PSG early exit. PSG has not clicked like you might expect them to. They have not looked great. And so they're really talented, but they it'll be interesting to see what that fixture looks like. Then you have Lazio, Bayern. Uh, Bayern is probably one Bayern, of the other favorites, yeah, I would Bayern's say. Yeah, probably one of the other favorites, especially with the way Kane's playing right now. And Lazio is not the Lazio of last year. They're okay. They have not had quite the season they did in Serie A last year. They're really good. Um, the All-American matchup of PSV Dortmund, which I think will be a really well, fun. Well, we say that. We have no idea where Gio might be. That's true. He might not even be at Dortmund anymore. Yes, but he may not be. But I it will be Americans. That, with PSV. And I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say. I think it's really interesting. It'll just see. It'll see how it translates. I mean, because you know the 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 knock on the Eredivisie is that it's just all scoring and no defense. And it right. will be interesting to see how they come up against. I think it's a good matchup for PSV. I think it is too. Um, I think they could have gotten a whole lot worse I, in the first round. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that it'll be – I really don't know what to make, but I think they've got at least some kind of shot. I I mean, I don't think that's a bad – of the teams who won their group, I don't think it's a bad one to draw. And, you know, PSV is – there's hard to say there's anyone playing better form-wise in their league. And so I think they got a chance of, of winning that. Uh, then you have Inter Atletico. Yeah, I, th- I think the I think Porto. the I think Inter, Atletico, and Napoli and Barcelona are the best. I yeah, think those, those are, are probably the two most evenly. Yes. I'd say that you would on paper say those are the two matchups that could you really don't aren't going to be able to call. Barcelona struggled a little bit lately. They've had a bit of dip in form. They barely kind of escaped through their group. They ended up getting through and it was fine. But there were some rocky. Rocky moments, and then Inter and Atletico both having pretty good seasons, and so and it'll be interesting to see. Um, then the last I don't know one, what to Porto Porto Arsenal Arsenal, which you would think would be a decent draw for Arsenal. Porto's solid, but you would think that Arsenal would be one of the other favorites, probably in the tournament. Yeah, as weird would, as it sounds, yeah, I would think so. Uh, um, so. But I think that, you know, and obviously the highlights are, and I guess the only place we have Americans is in the PSV. Yep. That's it. So as far as Americans abroad, well, PSV is your team. And then Dortmund, if Gio yeah, is still Gio there. Yeah, doesn't get to play enough. Yeah, and he played right about now, 20 minutes today. Yeah, he's out. he's outgunned three to one by the Americans on PSV, so. But I think Geo, there's been talks of a, a transfer alone in the winter over the January window. So yeah, I've heard very that. possibly he could be on the move elsewhere. Who have you heard to? Have you heard any rumors on that? Um. So the one thing that I'd seen, um, basically lately was that he got rid of like his whoever his man. Manage, 
mint group is. Okay. And so apparently that was some people had said was a hurdle to him leaving. And so I haven't necessarily seen where exactly he might end up, but I have seen that it's just rumored that he is okay with leaving. Okay. Um, well, I would hope so. And, you know, where, somewhere that he can just get consistent minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it, I think it'll be hopefully something the club also is willing to do considering, you know, he's a valuable asset and he's not getting a ton of playing time. And even if they don't have long-term future for him, you want him playing so you can sell him on eventually because he is a valuable piece to them. Um, the Europa League draw, there's like a qualifying round for Europa League where basically the teams that didn't win their group and the teams who dropped down from the Champions League right, have yeah, a qualifying round. So they have a the third place teams in the Champions League drop down Europa League. The second place teams in the Europa League groups play those third place teams basically in a qualifying round to then play the group winners. Right. So, and it's the same with the conference league. So clubs like Aston Villa, Liverpool, Brighton, none of them were included in this Europa League draws. Right. That yeah. Happened. They all won their, so, they won their groups. And so, yeah, they won't play until so, later April or something. I'm thinking. Yeah, so these are in February, these qualifying matches. Um, the ones uh, that will be interesting, Milan, is, who is that third-place finisher in the Champions League, dropped down, so they play against Wren. Uh. Um, and so you'll get Eunice and Pulisic playing there. Um, and I think that might be the only Americans involved in that round. Yeah, I think so. Um, not qualifying for the Europa League, but um, the Conference League, you have Ghent. Oh no, no, that's Ghent, not Ghent. Eintracht Frankfurt's in that Conference League qualifier, so right. you'll get uh potentially Paxton and Aronson. Um, and I think that's the only one who. Yeah, a lot of them would be, you know, teams from smaller countries that you wouldn't typically think. Although Ajax is in there, so they they finished second in their group. All right. Who they've had a bit of a rebound, and that was one of the geo rumors back a couple weeks ago was to Ajax, and they've kind of rebounded. They're up to fifth and there to visit. You know, they were down at like fifteenth for a while at that terrible start, but they've kind of rebounded and are, you know. All right, we looking want to a little more like we want themselves. to review everybody else from the weekend. Yeah, let's just jump through and uh, let's just start. We'll go country by country. I think that's the easy way to do it. Yeah, uh, let's take England first. Um, yeah, probably oh, QPR real, minute. You want my? You want my? my yeah, QPR get, minute? let's get our QPR minute. Oh, what a. A heartbreaking loss against Sheffield Wednesday, a team you can't lose to. Now, to be fair, Obviously Sheffield Wednesday's can. in great Sheffield Wednesday's in great form, kind of like QPR were. They got a new coach. They were at the bottom of the table. They've gotten into this good run of form lately. And so you had two teams that were in the bottom three that were but were weirdly playing much better than bottom three 
lately in their form and two goals we gave up in the last five minutes oh, it was it was heartbreaking lose 2-1 um reg cannon played 45 minutes um but yeah just just heartbreaking so we sit uh 22nd which is the there's 24 teams so we're technically in one of the last last three relegation spots but we're only we're only about a point or two off of a bunch of teams that are sitting above us so still you know gotten to a much better place than where we were to start the season the first couple weeks gotcha um probably some of the key things you think of uh reem didn't play he was he's out injured yeah he's injured um, he, I think, will be back. They said not till January. Not till January. Uh, Coley Osho, he's yeah. been out. He's out. He's going to be out till they said. I think they never didn't give a timeline, but um, company said late in the season. Like it's going to be like March or oh, April wow. almost. Yeah. Wow. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was real disappointing for them, someone they need. So. But um, otherwise, uh, Anthony Robinson, they lost. But uh, he's still playing. He's still a key player for them. They won today, though, in the Carabao Cup against Everton in penalties. Did they? Good. Yeah, and he he had the – there was an own goal for Everton. It was, ended up 1-1, but it was his cross, a real good cross, that kind of deflected it and off a guy. And so he just continues to – To get the assist for that. Play well. I don't think so, <laughs> but like I'm not you sure. Should. But um, he How also you... scored a penalty in the shootout. He was the sixth or seventh guy. It went pretty long, um, and he slotted it real easy. So, but um, so he's just continued to play well. Yeah, and just it's, continued good. it's good. To... He's, he's stayed away from injury, so that's good. You got Chris Richards playing. Crystal Palace. Oh, he's they, been amazing. Yeah, been... they were down 2-0, and they came back to draw Man City. We mentioned that earlier. Um, he's been play, he's been playing that number six for them. Yeah, kinda, so what which do you, is not you think his that, natural position? You think that Burhalter is going to look at that at all, or I don't think so because we're so thin at center back, and also because I think that's not the way Burhalter wants to play. The way that Crystal Palace plays. True. I think, you know, in the Premier League, they play a little more direct. They've got some real pacey players up front where they like to play a little more direct and on the counter where, you know, Greg's whole thing is he wants to have the ball and kind of disorganize teams with the ball. And I'm not sure Chris is that kind of six. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I've it, it would be interesting to see him. I think that right as of now, he's still a center back, though, and we need center back more than we need a midfielder, is what I would say. But they've been raving about him, Crystal Palace fans. They've been well. He's been really at, loving hey, him just lately. Just that he's getting to play—that's so, the good thing there, because he wasn't playing at all playing center back for him. So, and what a valuable piece to have that can just slot in at midfield or center back and or even right back for them and do yeah. a job. That's such a valuable piece. I think about like, you know, Liverpool's had a couple guys over the over the years who've, you know, Milner who could play in the midfield or could go to right back or you get 
Joe Gomez can play center back, right back, left back. And it's like those players are so valuable because, you know, when you have injuries, things like that, you can just slot them in. And it is such a huge, huge thing for a club. Yeah, as long as it gets you playing time. Problem there, though, you may never, you know, versatility keeps you on the team. But you think when the starter comes back, is he going to stay there? Is he going to go back to the bench? So it's true. But at least now he's a guy who's going to, he's got another positioning play at that he's going to hopefully get minutes at. Um, Mentioned Matt Turner. That was no more needs to be said about him. Austin Trusty played 90. Um, as they lost, which again. is pretty typical, pretty typical. So new coach, still him in there every game, which is good to see. So, uh, anybody down in the lower leagues do anything mentionable? Lending Gooch scored for Stoke. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, Reggie only played his forty-five minutes. Yeah. Sergeant still out. DK still out. Uh, back soon. Sergeant back soon from what I've seen. Yeah, that'll be good. Be interesting. Like, I know they talked about him coming back after Christmas originally, so it'll be interesting to see whether he gets in there well, for those. I'd seen that he was on grass, like, training yeah. recently. And so, um, which I would say is probably the biggest step from, like, you know, you're doing gym work, and then once you're on the field, you know, he's a matter of weeks away, if not less. And so – um, the other thing I'll mention is that the Tom Lockyer cardiac arrest in the Luton game, yeah, wow. which was you hate to see. Um, you know, I think that it's a little less shocking now because of the Christian Erickson. Yeah, I didn't a couple realize years ago, that which he was, had similar thing happen earlier in the year, and he had surgery, and then they cleared him to play. Crazy, but it's just, you know, never not shocking to see that on a field and something you just hate, hate, hate. Yeah. Um, for him, for, for, for the whole club involved. Um, but, and they ended up, you know, suspending that game. I'm not sure when it's going to be finished. Um, but also props to, um, they said abandoned. So it'll be interesting whether that goes down as just a draw or a draw. It was one, one when it happened. So I'm wondering if they just, yeah, I think I don't think they're going to come back and finish that game. Maybe not. Well, point that's not into the world for either of them. No. Um, but also props to Philip Billing for Bournemouth too. If you've watched the video, he like is one second jumping up for a header, and he, I don't know if he just something in him knew or he has some experience with that, but he immediately was sprinting over from about. 15 yards away, seeing it calling for medical attention and, you know, stuff like that's how you save yeah. someone's life doing yeah. that. Um, and so that was, that would props to him for, he was super aware of the situation. Um, just immediately you could tell he knew something was wrong. Um, but which you, you know, non-contact like that, someone goes down, yeah, never a you, good sign. Yeah. And especially after but, the Erickson thing, you're always, yeah, you're aware now. All right. Let's but anyway, to, prayers just, for him, and hopefully he's – I think he's stable and doing okay, so hopefully he recovers fine and gets back on the field at some point again would be a cool story. What about Germany? He's, he's their captain. Yeah, he is, he is their, their captain. captain. Too, he is their is, captain, so. Yeah, so not let's, just, a, you know, also a loss on the field and leadership. 
Yeah. All right, let's go to Germany. Um, Germany. Gio played 30 at the weekend, and then he played today about 20. He scored a goal today, but it was called offsides. Uh, and they ended up drawing 1-1. One, one. Or it was a cup game, I think. When? This anyway. Today? No, they played today. Yeah. Um, But it was 1-1. One, one. Uh, you know, um, sort of the normals that are playing Maloney, Scally, they're all stayed, you know, playing 90 minutes. So, yeah. John Brooks, um, who we may P never see again. PFOC is still out. I think that he might be January, getting a January looking like his comeback. Yeah. Um, Johan Gomez scored in the Bundesliga 2 for Eintracht Brauschweig. A two one win. That's Jonathan Gomez's little brother. Yeah. He's Johan is a forward yeah, we, or winger. Yeah, we mentioned him. We've before. talked about him before. Yeah, but he um he scored. That's I think his second goal of the season. Um, but um always love seeing the youngsters get on the score sheet. Um, I think that's mostly what I had for Germany. Yeah, Paxton. Why didn't he? He didn't dress. Do you know why? Didn't dress, don't know. It wasn't, I don't think it was injury related. Well, yeah, it could be sickness. You never know, but he did not dress yeah. at all. So, so not sure if that's coach's decision or something else going on, but he did not. Gotcha. Which he, I'm not, he's still young and it's, you're not, I'm not yeah. really worried about him, but he hasn't exactly, you know, started and flying. Yeah, but, you know, he's that. not hit the ground so. running for sure. No, so which you know is always the hope, even if it hasn't happened, you hope that. But it was just an interesting note that he didn't make the make the roster. Want to go to Italy? I would love to go to Italy. Ulysses continues to uh, shine. He's just yeah, had an assist. Just having a great weekend. season. Uh, he had a, I, and he had another chance off the crossbar that would have been probably his best goal ever. It was very Aryan Robin esque. He was on the right, cutting in, and kind of top corner of the box, just curled it with his left off the bottom of the crossbar and barely stayed out. But it was a like goalie just stood in the middle and stared at it, kind of, kind of moment, but. I did see one interesting statistic about Pulisic that he has. I think he's got what five goals. I know all. All, all I think he has six because he also scored in the Champions League okay, yeah. this past midweek against Newcastle. Six total. I think he has four assists because I think he's got ten goals and assists in all comps. Total. Yeah. Well, his I know his goals. Whatever he's got six goals, but he's got an xG of about two point six. On those it's six pretty goals. Good. Yeah, he's really overperforming. So it'll be interesting to see if he continues to do that. And that's both on goals and assists. So, but we'll take him while they come. Yeah. yeah. He's well, he scored a lot of really good goals. So, yeah, he has. He has. Um, Musa didn't dress out. So, he was, he had a little bit of a knock and was sick. Yeah. But I heard he, that he uh, was sick. I believe he'll be back at the weekend. And for Juventus, McKinney played, but probably the, the good news, better news, well, that's good news, that uh, Wea 
Samoa subbed in. Yeah, he yep. played. He played about 20 minutes. So, And I think that was only his second game back in the game day squad. So he jumped right back in. Yeah. So um, that which was is good great. To see. They, they did draw a little bit of a disappointing draw for them. Yeah. Um, they're four points Against down Chandler. below Inter. They're five points up on Milan. So a bit of a gap between first, second, and third, and then even Milan's four points up on Bologna. So a real interesting, I mean, spread out. from first to fifth, they're like 14 points ahead already in or wow. over Napoli. Yeah. So, but Juve is definitely in the, they're still in striking distance, four points back about midway through the year. So not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. But well, it was big that have, a couple weeks ago they got that draw. The advantage they have is they won't be worrying about Champions League or anything. And so later Definitely. in the season, in it. all they can focus Milan's on Milan's still is, in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and McKinney's been still, you know, one of the best players, consistent for them, does a little bit of everything. He played in the midfield the other day. He just, he just had a great season. Just a really and needed for his career after a bad season at Leeds, where a little bit of chaos. Just to come back and be, you know, that world class midfielder we we think he can be. World class. That's probably a bit of an overstatement, but <laughs> top notch. He's one. Of, you know yeah, what he's I mean? Definitely one a of top, the top Americans. We won't go world class. And, and a not world class, but a, a top level at a big club you know, could slot into most teams kind of midfielder, like True. almost most midfields he would slot into not probably all of them, but majority of the midfields in the world, he would have a spot in. And so you love to see that. All right. Um, Anything no, I think else? that was, yeah. I don't think it's substantial. And then uh, we already talked about Sabi. Uh, Balogun yeah. did play, started, played 90 minutes, didn't oh, score. And, and they the lost one zero. Game before so. that, the game before that, he had two assists. Yeah, yeah, two assists. So. so that was sweet. So he's, you know, he'd had a little bit of a drop in form, I think, but he's he's doing all right. So he'll be fine. Um, you know, I don't know. I can't remember. Do we talk about the, you know, going down to the Eredivisie and talking about PSV? You know, previously we know that. Pepe's always pretty much coming off the bench in most all of their games, but he started against in their Champions League. The last match, they'd already qualified. Yeah. I think uh, it was because they'd already qualified. Yeah, but but... He played well, and he played well against – he and Tillman, and Tillman was maybe probably the Tillman best player on the field for him in that game it against was unbelievable. Arsenal. Go watch a compilation of Tillman in that game. His passing and uh, his just little touches – it was it made you wonder how good he can be. I think even and I saw some Bayern accounts where they were like, We probably should have kept this guy. Well, it's gotta uh, be somebody so it's almost needs his his best spot, I think he's almost like as a natural number ten, but so few teams play that in truly. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they play him more on the wing. Yeah. But but, but in I that mean, it's game, like, yeah, he just his passing was so. Everyone good. plays four three threes now. Everyone plays four three threes now, and yep. it's like they want two eights on the field, and so it's like, and they're gonna play a six, and so 
no one really plays a 10 unless you play a four, two, three, one. That's yep. the only way probably that you're going to get a 10 on the field. So it is. So yeah, it'll be, and you know, he's still, hopefully he's going to continue to develop and, you know, which you, you see him make those just some really beautiful line breaking passes. What you don't see is, and where Geo I think has him beat is just more, much more intricate play once you get closer to the box. And so, right. you know, maybe that's something he can develop. Uh, but you almost wonder, you know, is it that just something that kind of touch? Is that something you have? Uh, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. Yeah. Anybody definitely, else you can think of through there? Yeah, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of anything else that was sort of major this weekend or the week before. Um, if we are talking Americans abroad, story. we had one that came home and Josh Cohen, he, what he, oh, yeah. he did play Man United. Yeah. He's been, had a few call-ups, but, uh, yeah, he's now going to be playing for Atlanta United. Definitely needed. Yes, I agree. Uh, time for appreciate Brad Guzman. Guz has had a great career, but. I think it's uh, he was a little long in the tooth last year. Also, the uh, I just want to not laugh, but okay. laugh a little bit that <laughs> um, it was uh, Atlanta United traded Miguel Berry for like a second round super draft pick today to LA, and there's just like people in LA were like, "Who is this guy? Is he a good backup striker?" And all the comments are like. No, <laughs> from Atlanta United fans, like no, no, <laughs> he is not. Um, so have fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't. Oh, sorry, you good? Uh, you go ahead. I'm saying we won't get into the whole U.S. Open Cup drama of MLS saying that their um, yes uh... first team are not going to participate in the US Open Cup, which I I don't think I like. I think I I think it just kind of ruins a very old tournament, even if it's not always taken the most serious by clubs. I just think it I don't know. It's a bit of American soccer heritage and I think it you kind of well, sort of a ruin the competition a little bit by doing that. It's just arrogant. To almost say we're too good for you know we're too good for that. It's just weird. and they they did it. I mean they did it to themselves by coming up with that leagues cup. Yep, yep. And it's creating, all for money. It's yeah, all. It's all about money. It's just what I'm hoping is there is still a chance that U.S. Soccer doesn't allow them to do that because I know to be chartered as a League One team you have to play in if there is I don't know what kind of competition they call that but that you required to play in that. So oh, it'll shoot. be interesting to see what they do. And they could have figured yeah. out a ways. And I think, I think, I think the best suggestion I heard was that, um, you know, teams that are involved, I can't remember exactly, but teams that are especially teams that are involved in like, uh, the CONCACAF champions league and things like that, that they're exempt from playing in the U S open cup. So they don't have that wear and tear, but I think there's a way to do it 
and not just say we're not going to destroy the we're not, whole yeah, tournament. We're not playing yeah. with you at all. Yeah, their complaint was the tournament really wasn't good enough, and I'm not sure how them pulling out does anything to help make the tournament better. Right. I totally agree. Totally, uh, totally agree. What do we got coming up this next week? Uh, we got. Yeah, I got the schedule. All right. Um, Hit us with it. It's week. sort of big. If you, yeah, if you're, it'd be busy. You got midweek, uh, a lot of cup games and, going on midweek. Yeah. So a decent bit of the smaller teams play tomorrow. Like, not smaller teams. Um, you get like some Greek League, uh, Air Divisi, um, no Premier League. There's no like England games tomorrow, but you get some of the like What's tomorrow. What's tonight? other tonight's Tuesday. Tonight's so Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah, my... so, gotcha. A couple of uh, Germany, there's a couple games. Wolfsburg, Bayern, um, I track Frankfurt, Munchen Gladbachs at two thirty on ESPN plus. So you might get no, back to the You got League Cup. Liverpool, West Ham play. Oh, Wednesday. you do have League Cup. Sorry, because you had League Cup today. Gosh, I cannot Those believe the you called games. Liverpool a nobody. I didn't say that. You said nobody plays. I'm more meant none of our big oh, players okay. play. Like gotcha. there's no AC Milan. No, there's, there's no not. Juventus. There's no. There's none of that. Um, but Thursday you get Crystal Palace, Brighton. So Chris Richards, and then you get PSV uh, playing on Thursday as well at 3 p.m. And then Friday, AC Milan plays 245 on Paramount Plus. Mm. Uh, Swansea Preston at 245, Dwayne Holmes. And Aston Villa Sheffield at 3 p.m. on USA. So Austin Trusty. So got a couple midweek games. At the weekend, I'll put out the schedule later this week. But probably the biggest game... Um, let me look at the schedule real quick. Probably the biggest that Americans game. are playing in, or just the biggest yeah. game. Okay, I was gonna say, well, Liverpool Arsenal is the biggest yeah, game. Liverpool at Arsenal the play so twelve thirty, but Americans playing. Uh, Fulham plays at ten against Burnley. Although you won't get Coley Osho because he's out injured. Nottingham, Bournemouth. Yeah, that'll be the first, Tyler Adams first still out injured. Yeah, you think yeah. that's good? Speaking um, of that, they're, Bournemouth's playing pretty well now. Yeah, it's good because they're not going to get relegated. Yeah. So it's at least good in that sense. He's not going to go directly back down or anything. True. So I would say it's good. Um, Juve plays at 6.30 on Saturday. Italy has that, like, sick – I don't understand Italy's schedule. Like, the Premier League, is like it's all condensed yeah. more. Where, say, it's like even you have a 7 a.m. kickoff, then it's like – you know, there's a noon noon games the latest on the weekend or eleven thirty. Right. Italy goes all the way from six thirty to like three p.m. Yeah, I know. So it's I mean it, it's interesting, but um and then so that Arsenal Liverpool will be the game of the weekend just as a neutral. Yeah, they, but, yeah, they're sitting first and second right now in the Premier League. So they are, and then. There's like no games Sunday. Yeah, no games Very Sunday. Little. No games Monday. But then for Premier League fans, you've got Boxing Day. Yeah. Well, there's the, no games like anywhere on on Sunday, sun, on Christmas Monday. Eve. Oh yeah, no, no yeah, one plays Sunday. Christmas Day. 
There is the only game on Sunday is Chelsea Wolves, 8 a.m. on Christmas Eve. So you do have one game. And then I think there's like a Scotland, Scottish Premier League game, but very little. But obviously, Tuesday, you got a whole slew of you games see, because I always everyone that, plays. I thought that you had everyone play, but they're not. I'm looking at the schedule. And I think they they've changed that. I think they've changed that because television. Because I don't think typically you have that Christmas Day game. I think that's right. a newer thing. Yeah, or you the got, Christmas Eve. You, got three you don't more normally games. have the Christmas Eve game. Yeah, there's usually th- there's three games on Wednesday too. Chelsea plays Crystal Palace, so you could see. The schedule is obviously condensed because you've got teams playing Saturday, Tuesday, and yeah, or Friday and Tuesday and Saturday and Wednesday. So yeah. it's getting getting congested yeah, this time of the tight. season. It but. is crazy. That's why you got to have a lot of bench. All right. Well, anyway, um, a lot of soccer have, coming up. Do you have trivia? I don't have trivia. I have a. I don't do have you? trivia you don't, either. Do I don't. Okay. I just have a fact. I just have like a trivia fact, not that you're going to guess. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I won't try to guess then. So, in the English Championship, Ipswich and Leicester, who are at the top of the table right now, Leicester on 55 points. Ipswich on 52. Um, Ipswich was a team that came up directly. They're just newly promoted from League One in the division. But them two, before Ipswich drew at uh, Norwich this midweek um, or past weekend, them two were setting the pace for the highest point totals of any two teams in championship history. Right now, Leicester is still on pace. 55 points through six through uh how many games they played like 20 yeah that's pretty phenomenal four through 24 is the highest the next is 53 points ever which was reading in 2005 and then ipswich is on 52 points right now so one below that so two of the three highest point totals through this point in the season ever in the championship are ipswich and leicester so they are on a tear the crazy thing is that Leeds and Southampton are still having like unbelievable seasons in a normal season. They would be like, you know, pacing the division. They're both on 42 points, but they're 10 points back of second, the two of them. So it's like just, I mean, Leeds started kind of bad. And then since then have been unbelievable. And they're still over the past two months have not even picked up hardly a point on those two clubs. So it's just the pace is you could get a situation where Leeds could get over 90 points and have one of the better championship seasons ever and not even get into the Premier League because the other two are just just phenomenal. That good right now. Yeah. That good right now. Leicester Leicester's definitely going to win the league. They're just their talent, if you look at their roster top to bottom, it's better well, than Well, they probably never should have gone down. A quarter. I mean, that's what was crazy. It's better than a third of the it's better than a third of the Premier League team's rosters if you just yeah, go look at their roster talent-wise. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how yeah. good it is for the championship. Yeah. I mean, it is. They're so spoiled for players in at this level. It is so ridiculous. And they're no question they're gonna go up. But if Ipswich is the big one that they've kept this pace 
with them. They're still only three points back of Leicester right now. And so it's just crazy. Yeah, championship um, though. You've seen some dramatic falls and turnarounds. So definitely interesting. A lot of games. It's stay a, there. Yeah. It's even more congested than the Premier League because they've got the four extra teams. And so the schedule congestion is you play a lot of games. Gotcha. Where Premier League, you play what do you play? 38 yeah, in the Premier play, League? Yeah. Yeah. 46. 46. That is so, a, that is a ton of games. So it's just and that's not including obviously cup games. Yeah. And so which you get, you know, teams of the championship in the FA Cup and that care about. Yeah, you play and so that, it's yeah. just so it's not a surprise you get some of those teams they're playing over fifty games. Oh, hundred percent. It's just that beats the crap out of you. Lester will be able to handle it though, is the thing. They're they're so deep that they'll be fine. But just a interesting stat on how good they've been. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, I saw a similar thing that, you know, even in La Liga, like Girona has a chance to get to 50 before the break. So, Which is unbelievable. If you yes. think about that in a season, that they would be halfway through the season and at 50 points. Yes. Girona of all clubs. Like not Real Madrid. No. Girona. <laughs> I mean, they and they are currently top of the table, two points yeah, ahead are. of Madrid. They are. They have won – 14 of their 17 games which is just absolutely fantastic for a and they i believe girona was promoted in the past few seasons like two years ago yeah they have been but they are owned by city group yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm not saying it's not so a, it's not yeah but, it's not this you know fairy tale cinderella story quite but it is it's sort of fun to see no, because no. And the reason you don't see them doing quite like Man City does is because the strict rules they have for La Liga right. they're on not, finances. Yeah, they're not, so, they don't have necessarily like no, a ton they of players. Don't, you they don't know. have near the biggest budget. Or, I mean, it's crazy. Even now, their budget is dwarfed by Real just because they don't have the, yeah, the so money coming in that someone like them does. So. It's real impressive. And then it's a lot of congestion after Madrid and La Liga. You've got like five teams that are all right around the same thing. Barcelona yeah. struggled this year. Well, we'll be doing but. this. Let's say, we'll, let's do this. We will, uh, we're going to do sort of our year end review and our 2024 prediction podcast. We're going to do that this weekend. So we'll be dropping it probably on Monday. Um, Should we predict how we think the, all the leagues? Yeah, we're going to look and see what the leagues are at the moment. And we will make our predictions for how they're going to finish, who we think is going to win each league. Um, who gets relegated and we'll also talk about our new year wishes on for what we wish will happen next year for americans abroad so uh go ahead and tell you i think almeria is getting uh relegated from uh la liga they have five points through (laughs) 17 games so okay i think they're going down you're you're gonna (laughs) think they're going down safe bet you're (laughs) you take that to the bank that's uh that, yeah, take that one to the bank. Boy, that Almeria is a really is not strong and bold prediction. They are not staying up. Yeah, we could <laughs> anyway, probably say right, that about Sheffield too. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sheffield and Burnley both are. Yeah. Ooh, might be might be done for. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we will uh, we will look at that. Yeah, not only will we predict who's going to win, but we'll go ahead and make predictions on who's going to go down as well. That'll be a fun one. 
All right. So, uh, hey, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. And uh, we will catch you next week with our year-end predictions and uh, sort of review of the year and then looking forward to what 2024 is going to bring us. So if we don't talk to you, if you don't hear, we don't hear you again until then, we want to wish all of you and your family a very, very Merry Christmas.